it's late May, which means I have just completed a couple single pitch courses, um, teaching a few single pitch courses. And there's an interesting piece of these courses. Well, there's a lot of interesting pieces of these courses, but one thing that I wanted to talk about in particular was, or is the N anchor. Um, and I think that's another thing in climbing instruction that is some, not, somewhat misunderstood to some degree and overused to some degree. And people don't always understand kind of where it came from. And it's a totally fine and appropriate anchor to use, um, but I find that it can oftentimes be misused um, and actually can put the user, the instructor, at potential risk, even though they think they're mitigating risk. Um, And that's kind of an interesting concept in general is like, if you're going to do something, you have to recognize what the hazard is. And if you're going to have a mitigation strategy for that hazard, make sure that actually mitigates the hazard, not just your perceptions that it's mitigated, but it actually has to be mitigated. So, um, and the end anchor is a place where I've seen people see, have perception of risk mitigation, but they're actually introducing more hazard into the situation. Um, but you know, essentially, you know, the end anchor, if you look at it, it looks like an N. So the shape of it using an anchor line, um, more commonly. And if you had two trees, for example, you'd have a V anchor, to a master point, and then off one of the trees, you'd have another leg coming off as the end. So, you know, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, It has merit, for sure. And the problem with the end anchor, as I see it, is when it's misused, it's misused in the way that essentially you create this tether so you can work near the edge. And if you're using two trees, for example that tether is coming off one of the trees. So essentially you're coming off half the anchor versus the full anchor at the master point. Now, if you're using two nice big trees, you know, no problem, right? The trees are really strong. The argument is why are you using two trees versus just one? I mean, there's an argument there to be made. Um, Why is it okay to hang, put your life on half the anchor, not the full anchor? But you know, say you have two big trees, no problem. The problem is when we're seeing people incorporate the end anchor into either smaller trees or maybe smaller rocks and boulders, or specifically when we're seeing trad anchors being built where it's like they have a couple pieces or a few pieces and they're using the anchor line to, to build the anchor system versus building a master point with a cordelette, for example, and then coming off that full strength master point. So now that they have this you know, a couple pieces spread out and they have this N system. Now the N and the tether part of that N is kind of off maybe one nut, which I've seen plenty of times. And you're setting yourself up for a lot more potential risk because if that nut fails because of maybe you shift it by being tethered to it and you kind of stand up and knock out of place and all of a sudden you lean back, you're going to take a much longer ride on that system. And, you know, now you're going to be falling on a static piece of rope over a much longer distance. So that's where I see the end anchor kind of being misused a lot. You know, once again, off two big trees, fine, whatever. But the concept of, of you know, the underlying concept that it's okay just to, to put your life on half the anchor is another issue. Like we, you kind of see people building and organizations building thoughts um, and systems to 
get less experienced instructors and guides to kind of safeguard them from having to make more complex decisions like is this okay to do this is this not kind of give them a blanket tool say i'll just do this and you'll be safe but building in that like it's okay to be off half your anchor versus the whole anchor seems a little bit silly in that sense um and the piece right now that i'm seeing with the end anchor is the concept of tethering and if you have a tether on your safe and the old adage in the mountains that the rope doesn't make you safe in the mountains or doesn't add um, security. Only the rope used correctly in the mountains can make you safer and add security. So if you're not using the rope correctly, you can actually add hazard. And that's the same thing that's happening with the end anchor um, and the whole tethering piece. So people are told that you always need to be tethered near the edge or you need to think about being tethered near the edge to make yourself safe. The first question is, what's the edge like, right? You know, some edges are super safe to approach. You know, can we take an, uh, a simple solution versus a technical solution to the problem? I would say adding a tether in is a technical solution, where a simple solution might be, can I approach the edge? You know, can I get down on my knees and just glide down on my stomach to look over it really quickly to see where I might want the master point or where the fall I may be if I'm doing a top man system and then back away cautiously? You know, that's a simple solution. Can I just sit down at the edge? You know, and can I be safe that way versus having to build a technical solution? So that's another concept of finding a, a simple solution um, to the problem. And it's a lot more efficient and faster to do that. Um, and then if we don't introduce the rope, right, we may not introduce the hazard of the rope not being properly attached to something. So that's a, uh, a concept worth thinking about. Now, there are definitely edges that are riskier you know they maybe they're more convoluted they're down sloping maybe it's the rocks wet because it just rained and you need to actually tether to get to that edge um and that's fine but once again what are we tethering to i always tell people now if you're going to tether to something make sure it's legitimate right make sure you have full confidence that that tether is is totally fine um for example, I saw a woman a few years ago who was taking an exam that I was administering, and she was building some base managed climbs, and I noticed she had built a tether, so I went over to check out what she had built. And essentially what she had, she was fully ready to commit to this tether um, at this edge, and what she had was there's this block of rock, kind of looks like a piece of candy corn with like the point sticking up it's probably about 300 pounds but you can grab the tip of this thing and just move it back and forth it's like in this like little rock trough and what she did is she took one cam put it behind this block in the bedrock clipped that off to the rope and then that was her tether so i would have been happier if she had just like wrapped the block a couple times but she put like the piece of gear behind the block that's going to be most likely to expand it and fail, and she's about, and she was fully ready to commit to this tether. So she actually added more hazard to her situation, even though she thought she reduced the hazard by adding this rope. Where just the nature of this particular cliff, there was like a little bit of a, a swell right at the edge. So you could essentially sit on one side of the swell and be totally safe, and still kind of lean over the swell a little bit and like do all the work you need to do with creating a master point. So she would have been a lot safer if, if she had just not used the tether sat at the edge kind of behind this little swell and just done her work plus oftentimes if you are sitting at the edge and you're not tethered there's a little at least for me there's more of a piece of like hey i need to be on guard here because i'm a little bit i have a little bit of exposure so i'm going to be really conservative how i place my body 
and be really careful at the edge versus like, oh, I got a rope on so I can just lean over all I want. So it's a great example of, you know, this concept of tetherings make you safe, but it was not attached to anything legitimate. So she was really adding a lot more risk. The other thing about you know, thing about the end anchor is that it's typically used a lot for building base manage climbs to get the master point built over the edge. There are other systems that that are very slick and very easy to actually create that without even having to be at the edge, where you actually use the rope weight to kind of position the master point. Um, so if you don't have to be at the edge to tie the knot, then you don't need to tether, right? So I think one thing to think about with the end anchor is kind of about what it was originally designed to do and intended to do. And that's really coming off of full strength master point. So think about building an anchor off two trees, for example. And you have two anchor lines. And you build a V anchor and build a master point away from the edge, okay, with um, anchor line. And now that you have this full strength master point, you can extend from that master point over the edge with the other anchor line. So you could create a tether, right? And then you could clip that tether into the full strength master point. So once again, once you attach the, the tether, you're off a full anchor, not half the anchor. And then you can go out to the edge, bring your anchor line out off the backside of your tether, build your master point, and then go back to the um, anchor and clip that side in and adjust the leg of that anchor line. And there you go. So instead of having a V, you have more of a straight line, which some of us call an I, so an I anchor, because it's just going a straight line um, from the master point over the edge, so now you have this extender master point. And, you know, that's kind of the best way to really use that end anchor in a lot of ways, because now you're coming right off the master point. Now, the argument is, well, what about the I anchor? Well, it's more prone to kind of moving around on the cliff versus a V. Well, that's true. But the only way a V anchor is really stable is if you have a very, very wide angle right at the master point. So that means the trees have to be really wide apart if they are further away from the cliff. So the further you are away from your anchor points, the narrower your angle is going to be. So if you have a, a V anchor off two trees with a fairly narrow angle at the master point, you don't really gain any stability there. So... Um, and even if you have a narrow angle, you go from a situation of some sort of load sharing to 100% on one anchor to zero on the other one very quickly because as soon as you have a little bit of shift in the poten- in the in where the loading is going, it just shifts what leg actually gets the weight. Where if you have a wider angle, that shift is more subtle, so you end up kind of playing the like 60% on this anchor, 40% on this anchor, and then it kind of shifts more subtly as you have maybe some direction change that you didn't necessarily anticipate on that anchor. So. With an eye anchor, you're using terrain, right? So if you have a nice square cut edge and you're coming in perpendicular to that edge, you're going to have you know, tons of friction. That anchor is not going to shift. If you have a nice notch that you can drop the uh, master point in, once again, you're going to use the terrain, a simple solution, not a technical solution, to make that master point stable. And if you don't have that, then you have to either come in at a different angle to the cliff or you have to have a really wide angle. So the V anchor you know, has merit, but... The stability piece only really works if you have a very, very wide angle right at the master point. So having coming off a full-strength master point gives you a lot of benefit, right? Now, some people say, oh, I have to carry two anchor lines. Well, I think you're 
in a much better position to carry two 50-foot anchor lines than one 100-foot anchor line because that way you have more flexibility in the systems you build, right? You can build your master point away from the edge and then extend off of it with the other anchor line. Also, if you travel to other places, sometimes a 100-foot anchor line is a lot of rope to carry and you don't need that much rope. I find that a lot of instructors struggle when, when they have too much rope just as much as they struggle if they don't have enough rope. So two 50-footers give you more options and it keeps you away from the edge. There's another system that you can do that doesn't require you to build the tether part. Um, essentially, re- you reverse the whole process of the tether actually comes last if there's a- any extra anchor line that allows you to get the mesh point over the edge using the climbing rope, um, which I'm not going to go into now. But it's something to, it's another system that works really well and um, you don't have to spend that much time at the edge, if any time at all. So the other thing about the tether is, well, they're like, well, now I can use this to get over the edge and rappel off to my, you know, hook up on my master point and rappel down. I always ask people, first of all, why are you choosing to rappel? Can you just walk down? Simple solution, less hazard, right? Is it, is it possible for you just to pull up the rope and the master point, get everything hooked up with a backup and then just ease yourself over the edge, like sit at the edge as you hook up, and then just kind of ease yourself over the edge um, once your system's all in place. So really, your backup, your rappel and your backup on is your primary protection, and you just kind of can hang on to the anchor line and get over the edge. There are some tricks with using the rope end to help get yourself over the edge, but if you really feel like you need a tether to get over the edge, you have to really ask yourself, why are you doing this? Like, if this edge is so hazardous that you need some kind of tether to get over the edge, a technical solution, maybe that's not the edge you should be going over. And can you just walk down? Now, there are times and places where going over the edge and repelling off your master point is the solution. Like I work on a lot of sea cliffs. There's no walk down. You got to repel over the edge. But once again, can you repel off a different setup, right? That maybe be easier to get over the edge. Um, and then why are you actually going over that edge? You should always be asking that question. Is it just because you want to because it's cooler? or there's actually a need for it, um, but mitigate the risk. So if you don't need to do it, don't do it. Just walk down. Um, so that's another interesting concept with that tethering piece. Um, and what I'm seeing with the end anchor is that it's also being used for top managed systems, which is fine. So the instructor is essentially building maybe an instructor tether off the end. So it's going off half the the full half of the anchor versus the full strength master point or I see them hanging their participants on the end as a way of getting them out to the edge but once again I'm seeing people like either putting themselves or their clients at risk by being on like one nut okay or I saw an example last year where I work um, someone going off this pinch of this boulder and that was their tether except the boulder moves now so the pinch opens up right it's like well you just expose yourself to risk you know, so that's not so great. And if you think about it, um, I also hear some arguments about, well, you know, well, I put two pieces on this side, so building a little mini anchor, and then that will be good enough. So we're adding some sophistication, and I've heard some guides kind of explain, like, well, you need to decide what's your best piece. Maybe you add two pieces, make a little micro anchor. It's like, well, if we're adding this level of sophistication in to justify being able to use off one tether, then why don't we just build the anchor fully and just go right off that and then there's no question and oftentimes if you have that level of sophistication that means you should have the level of sophistication to adequately judge 
the rock quality and the placements that you're placing or the anchor points that you're using. So maybe you can place them closer together and just use your cordlet to build an anchor. Like the justification of using an anchor line is that maybe the pieces are a little bit more spread out, which is oftentimes the case with using trees. Well, if you're that good at evaluating your anchors, then just build everything to put them closer together, right? Judge the rock quality, macro and microstructure. Build your anchor either with an anchor line or a cordlet, and then just extend off that using the rope, the climbing rope, the dynamic rope. And then if you use the, the climbing rope, for example, to build top managed systems as your extension pieces, you can build in dynamic tethers. So people are now on a stretchy piece of material versus a static piece of material. And then oftentimes you don't even need to bring your static line because they're just a, an unnecessary piece of equipment that you can do all, everything you want with the climbing ropes, especially if you're using two rope systems um, with a with like a top man system. So you have a blade rappel with using two ropes and you have a lot more ends to work with. So therefore you can create tethers and so on and so forth and give your clients a better experience because now they can rappel on two strands, um, for example. So there's a lot of ways we can do things that don't require an end. Once again, the N, if used appropriately, like any tool and any system and any technique, if it's used appropriately, it's a totally legitimate anchor and it's fine. I almost never use an N because I find there are, are so many other ways to build the systems that I find are actually more efficient in terms of the strength of the overall system, but also just more efficient in terms of the steps. If you think about the N, you have to kind of like gauge this tether length, you know, close it off, you know, attach that to the anchor and then kind of build the rest of your system. There are other systems that can reduce some of those steps and then not even be, have to be near the edge. Um, and then if you need a tether, you, you can have one built just with the climbing rope in the system. So um, it's an interesting tool. It's one worth thinking about a little bit um, and uh, play around with it. But the big key is if you're going to tether off something, regardless if you're making an N or some other system, make sure that tethers off something legitimate. Right then, you're actually reducing some of the risk in this in this scenario. Don't add risk by tethering off to something that's really not there. Um, you know, and even as simple as if you have two trees and one tree is bigger than the other one, tether off the big tree, not the little tree. I see people all the time tie off to the two trees, and one tree is like really substantial, and the other one's a lot smaller. It's like, and they tether off the small trees. Like, just think about it a little bit. Tether off the big tree, not the small tree. Like, so even as simple as that um, will help kind of save save you in the end. So just think about what you're doing and um, be safe out there.